Hello everyone and happy Easter. I hope you've had a wonderful long weekend, even if you're doing the same thing as what you do during the week, which I'm sure a lot of you are. I hope you're able to just spend your days relaxing, having fun, eating chocolate. Honestly, that's not the worst thing that you could be doing right now. And of course, due to social distancing, we are not recording any in-person episodes. So you may hear the quality drop a little bit due to online and Wi-Fi and all that fun stuff. But we're doing the best we can. I'm doing the intros with a microphone, so that's why it sounds a bit clearer and crisper. But um, everything else is just going to be virtually done until further notice and we can go outside and socialize again by the way if you are new here or a veteran listener or anywhere in between we launched a website a few weeks ago themodernyouth.org you can find us there you can find episodes there but most importantly you can find our stickers there they're only 50 cents they're really high quality they're great and you should totally get one because i ship them out personally and i leave a cheeky little gift inside as well anyway onwards this week i sat down with isabel doherty who opened an online gallery for artists and photographers to showcase their work throughout this COVID-19 time in our lives and that obviously impacts their financial situations significantly so she wanted to create an online store where artists could feature their work and have it bought by someone and make a bit of money from it. I actually submitted some of my own work to them so you can go check that out but I love hearing about how people are supporting others especially in the creative side of things and so yeah I hope you enjoy this episode and please let us know what you think and go check out Creamtown. Hey my name is Roman and welcome to the modern youth. You know, everyone starts from somewhere and it's definitely not a glamorous process. A lot of the time it's a side hustle in between work or uni, but people do it anyway because they love it and they hope to make it a career. This is a podcast that explores into the minds of the young, ambitious and creative up-and-coming talent. It's a space where people just like you and I are figuring out exactly how to turn our passions into a career and what it really takes in the beginning stages. From illustrators, filmmakers, designers, and a whole lot more, I'm excited to share with you the stories of those who are getting the ball rolling and creating a path for themselves. If this interests you in any way, please subscribe and follow us at TMY Podcast on Instagram. Welcome to The Modern Youth. Hello, Isabel. Welcome. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good. I'm good as well. You're good? I just um, realised that I had an alarm set to talk to you and it was just about to go off. It would have been jarring on my phone, so I just turned that off and caught it just in time. Yeah. By the way, guys, we are recording this virtually. So coronavirus, we're separated and, um, yeah, keeping safe, honestly. So um, safe. Yeah, very safe. Oh, you're based in Melbourne, is that right? No, I'm in Castlemaine. Oh, I actually don't know where that is. So it is an hour and... Uh, hour and a half uh, north of mm-hmm. Melbourne um, on Jaja Run country in the centre of Victoria. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's Sweet. a very cool well, place. Yeah. Um, do you want to just introduce who you are and what you do? My name is Isabella Doherty. I am a filmmaker and photographer and um. I guess like a multidisciplinary artist, <laughs> I'd say. Cool. I've done. Um, yeah, so I have been working uh, part time, I would say, in the arts since I was eighteen. So I'm twenty seven now. Mm-hmm. Um, so nearly ten years, and uh, yeah, I work 
um, a lot in um, environmental documentaries. Um, and I also have I do a lot of portraiture photography and landscape photography, um, which I've done, yeah, for a while. And, um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. I can have done it. Yeah, that's great introduction. Um, <laughs> that was what you were doing before this pandemic hit really hard in Australia. And did that force you out of work? So I was working as um, a cinema. The, uh, there's a in our town. There's a huge um, theater called the Theater Royal Casamain, mm-hmm. um, and I was working as the cinema marketing and programming manager there um for 18 months and then last year I um left to start working freelance Mm -hmm. and um I think in November I decided to apply for NICE which is the new enterprise initiative no new enterprise initiative scheme I think which is basically like a course to help you um, set up your own small business. Um, oh, yes, I've, I have heard of that. Yeah. 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 So I applied for Centrelink then um, to like for Newstart um, yeah. to join the um, niece in February. And so Ooh. I... Um, started niece in February I'm still doing it now um for I started it for photography and I also sort of do freelance like media and marketing consulting and just like whatever people need just helping small businesses um Mm. get their like the sort of media side of things yeah Um, like as in like social media stuff or photography with that or yeah all of the above yeah yeah so um setting up their website taking all of their photographs they need like I don't know, just anything, um, mm-hmm. doing design work, like whatever they sort of just like a package specifically yeah. sort of more for small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the story is on, so I applied for Centrelink in November mm-hmm. and it's what now April. So it's like, is that five months ago, six months ago? Yeah. Five, five months ago. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and so on March the 16th, I think it was, the Monday, uh, because I hadn't, I still hadn't been approved for Centrelink. It'd been like, by that point, it'd been four months. Um, mm. They hadn't processed my claim yet. So I had been, uh, I had gotten a part-time job, oh, sorry, a casual job at a cafe while I was doing this and I was just about to start. And on the Monday, I think it was like Monday the 16th, um, was when sort of stuff like the first, I uh, know, stuff started to, it became like pretty obvious that this was going to uh, become something quite huge, like as in COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to have any freelance work, which, and I might need to just start selling my prints again and just set up my print store. So, um, and then I thought, maybe it would be good to get other people on board because I already pay for my website, which is mm-hmm. like, you know, 300 bucks a year. And yeah. I have like have it all set up and stuff as a shop. Maybe I'll ask other people if they want to be involved as well. And yes, yeah, so I started contacting people and got heaps of responses. And then on the Tuesday morning, I went to start this cafe job that I'd started. 
um, at 7.30 and my boss said um, that they were closing for the foreseeable future. Wow, yeah. Um, and then I got home. So I was at 7.30. I got home at 9. Oh, sorry, at, mm. sorry, I got home. And then at 9.30, Centrelink called me and told me that I would have to start my application process again. Um, right. So like four months of waiting down the drain. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of like, fuck, what am I going to do? I don't have any money and I've got no jobs and no prospects. So mm. I just went, yeah, straight to work um, on Cream Town and I'd asked my friend Bronte if she wanted to be a part of it as well and help me do it. And she was like, yep, because she's a photographer as well and um, lost all of her freelance work. Yeah. So, yeah, and then we sort of like by the end of Tuesday, so she came over at like 10 o'clock on Tuesday and then by the end of Tuesday we were like, we should launch this shop on Thursday. So we just like worked for three days straight pretty much and got the shop up. Yeah, and Creamtown was made. And Creamtown was born. Oh, wow. What a roller coaster! Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when when you say that you like – you went to town and then from like Tuesday and then opening on Thursday, what exactly were you doing in that like day and a half period of before you launched? Um, so like basically, cause we had to set up the whole structure of how we wanted to run it and then yeah. set up the shop and then like have like actually um, at the same time as taking artists entries. And mm-hmm. so like, cause we sort of figured out what we wanted, like we knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't know how we wanted to do it. And so we sort of just had to figure out like sort of while we were running, we were just like <laughs> doing a website. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think my memory is pretty bad. This last uh, this last three weeks has sort of been like a bit of a t- blur. Yeah, it's all like, I, yeah, I just like, it feels like the longest three weeks of my life, I reckon. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think basically we were just communicating with artists, getting their work, um, getting all their bios, getting their pictures, checking them over, like, because we have to make sure that they're all fit for print, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. Uploading them onto the site, designing it. I think, it, yeah, on the Wednesday, I was just like, redesigning the site so it formatted like the format was nice and simple and everything looked good and then yeah. Bronte was just uploading everyone yeah do you want to just explain what cream town is specifically and what it is like the online gallery that it yeah. is so cream town is an online art shop collective uh that was born out of uh, the need to support artists who have been financially affected by COVID-19. So it's basically um, a way for artists to come together and share costs in terms of marketing and um, web and like all the stuff that costs money to sell work online. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that specifically? Uh, that especially with online. So uh, you have to pay for the website and then you have to pay yeah. for the shop as well and then you have to pay like with the system that we have you have to pay Squarespace and you have to pay PayPal as well yeah um so about I think it's about five percent of every um transaction oh like yeah five percent of every transaction mm-hmm. goes towards like just web costs yeah um and 
yeah, so that's like the those are the main costs that I can think of right now. And then stuff like marketing and advertising, which we haven't um, delved into yet because we haven't needed to because there's just been enough um, interest in what we're doing. Um, that we have growth. Yeah, yeah, we haven't had to pay for any mark. I think I paid like 40 bucks for a Facebook ad. That, that's oh, that's it. awesome. Yeah, so yeah. But apart from that, we've just um, – we have like – we've been working very, very, very hard to get um, articles – Mm-hmm. And to get article, have have you just been reaching out to people, or have yeah. they come to you now, or yeah, a couple have come to us. Like the design files came to us, which was awesome. Um, we yeah. were really stoked about that. And mm-hmm. uh, a couple, I've had some pretty hard out uh, techniques for getting in touch with journalists because, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the time you just get lost in. Yeah. Um, if you just send, you know, if you go to a news website and you see like the info or like editorial at whatever the website is, um, the chances of you being read are pretty slim. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've taken to, like, finding specific reporters, finding their Instagrams, finding their Twitters, messaging them directly. Um, awesome. So it's a lot of research. So it's, like, researching, yeah. finding people who, um, and then contacting them. Um and but everyone's like pretty much everyone's been incredibly responsive and super supportive and is really interested in what we're doing I think because Mm -hmm. it's like one of you know it's a story that's positive right now which is there's not really that much of that going around yeah and in a time where so many people have been losing jobs like you're providing at least some sort of money to someone Yes. What's so awesome. Yeah. Well, because I mean, the thing is, like, we're not being artists are not being covered by all of these bailouts. Artists are not being covered. So for Mm -hmm. like the me, um, I'm like still waiting to hear whether I'm going to be able to get money. So like selling prints is like my only income. Yeah. And and I feel like that's like would be the same case for a lot of other people as well. Um, yeah. So it's literally we have to support ourselves because our government is not supporting us at all. Um, yeah, it's even it's though we take the quite, biggest hit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, like, not to get too political, but just we're kind of in a weird limbo at the moment because we've been told to, you know, stay home, stay indoors, um, but you know, there no one's been given some support, financial support, to be able to like shut their business completely. So that's why they have to remain open at least yeah. as much as they can, even though, yeah, money is very, very scarce Yeah, to keep their shop open, let alone make some sort of a profit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so. 100%. And I think that's like I remember when back before like like the full isolation me- measures came on, um, mm. I remember seeing um, – like everyone posting being like stay home and I was like and there was this great meme of like uh hospitality workers right now uh remember like remember that band that was playing on the um the Titanic when it was sinking and they just kept playing and that's what hospitality workers were (laughs) yeah I remember seeing that yeah yeah and it was yeah like that that's because I yeah for me I was like it was our the the job that I had started had like put in some measures. They had said, mm-hmm. you know, like they were getting people to sanitize everything like a hundred times. My um, my hands were like 
flaking up because we were sanitizing so much Mm. um and other measures as well but it was like yeah do you support yourself or do you not support yourself like how like yeah what's what what options are we being given here and Mm -hmm. now for a lot of artists like we still have no options yep yep it's really cool to see that you're you've taken into your own hands but then now supporting how many artists do you have featured on there now so there's 75 I think currently on the site as of today yeah I'll just take my spreadsheet um (laughs) yeah there's 70 75 on the site and we currently have another 60 being processed yeah wow yeah look at that like almost 130 is that I feel like my mouth was so off but yeah yeah around yeah that sounds right (laughs) yeah that's that's amazing and it's only the beginning you've only been open for about three weeks and 130 people are now at least have more of a um option to be able to like make some sort of money so yeah yeah that's so awesome yeah it's pretty it's pretty what like it's actually uh, it's becoming a sort of you know a tangible solution yeah to a huge issue which I find really rewarding and just like I mean personally it's just given me a reason to like get up every morning and feel positive and excited about something um yeah which I haven't for a long time so I'm actually really grateful mm-hmm. yeah and um, yeah I hope that other people yeah. I think getting I guess that sense of community and being like, oh, we're all in this together rather than uh, having to deal with it alone is really nice. Yeah. Because we are now having to use social media in the only form of contact with the outside world and just like our friends, um, like industries have changed significantly, especially like creative industries. Do you think that this is going to be, whether it's like an online art gallery or store, Do you think that this is going to be the normal and like more people are going to start just funneling or finding new ways to funnel their work even more so than we did before? I really, really fucking hope not, (laughs) to be honest. Mm, I just like, yeah, Um, because I like personally uh, want there to be less technological influence over our lives, I think. Mm. Um, I hope that after this everyone is, like, appreciates human contact and, like, I don't know, are doing things in real life that we spend less time online because we've just overdosed on it after, like, this period. Um, I think... For sure, yeah. I mean, I definitely personally find that spending too much time on technology deeply affects my mental health and my energy levels and um just the way that I'm able to interact healthily with my life Mm -hmm. so I would much prefer to to do things as like an like a physical outing rather than doing it online um, yeah. I understand that being online is a necessary evil um, and especially right now it is providing a huge lifeline to a lot of people, which is really, really, really important. Yeah. Um, but I hope that we can continue, like that after this is all done, that we 
um, sort of refined a balance between yeah. the two uh, rather than, um, yeah, the online sphere becoming, you know, the sort of end all and be all of the way that we interact. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that actually because like as much as my work or what I do, I'm also a filming photographer. So like as much as that is online or like that's an outlet mostly from my work, like have like more physical spaces or um, festivals or just events and stuff, being able to have human connection is very, very important. So I think mm-hmm. we should definitely, yeah, have that. Do you see then with that, I don't know if you've thought about the future of Creamtown at all, but um, were, do you have any visions for the future of it and like, when we're out of this isolation do you think you might create like grow bigger and go bigger with it um I would love to keep it going I would love to I think now that we're in it I'm realizing I have realized how incredible and rewarding it is um I think a lot of like a lot of people have mentioned to me you know how art is usually quite an um isolating it's like reclusive not reclusive but yeah like it's an ice it's a job that's not particularly social a lot of the time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and this is providing a way for art to be like for like I just I guess displaying your art to be quite a social thing um mm-hmm. and a community thing which I is personally is something that's really important to me I'm um very community minded um yeah, yeah. so I would love to keep it going and for it to become like a cool uh, like a cooler and bigger thing or bigger I don't know better thing I guess maybe not yeah bigger isn't always better but like a, a um for it to develop and sustainable um, thing in a way or yeah just, yeah yeah that's yeah. a great way <laughs> yeah. yeah um this so, yeah so in October last year my friend and I were in Thailand um and we were talking about starting an art shop and yeah. how um cool that would be because I like Creamtown initially I bought the domain like eight years ago and it was the intention was that it was going to become like a music and art and film blog and that all of our friends mm-hmm. who worked in the different fields were going to write on sort of like a like a local vice kind of vibe I guess or like I don't yeah know. um cool. that's because um, we were, you know, we were live, all living in Melbourne, we we're living in Brunswick, we we're living in Melbourne, we we're mm-hmm. out all the time, we we're seeing, going to so yeah. many gigs, we were really like involved. And so I bought the domain, and that was mm-hmm. always the intention of what it would become one day when we all had time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then talking to my friend Lloyd in Thailand, and like, Archon, I was like, that'd be such a great idea. It'd be so, because mm-hmm. um, our friendship group, for birthdays we all put in and we buy each other a piece of art so that's like oh cool yeah. um everyone like rather than getting like get one cool big present rather than like lots of little ones yeah. so when like we've been doing that for a while and I um, am usually in charge of like researching the art and I was finding most of it just via Instagram so I definitely saw the need for something like this just out of like my own personal life because mm-hmm. I'd be like wouldn't it be great if there was just somewhere I could go and just see heaps of different art or yeah. like buy my friend a voucher so they could choose art for their birthday or something like that. So from the research that I've done, there isn't anything quite like this 
um, in Australia as far as I found. Um, and I think the affordability is a really important component as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people love art but can't afford to spend a lot know, of like, money on yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is that why you have a set um, rate for all creators and art, well, artists? Yeah. We have a set rate because we wanted everyone to be approached equally. Um, we didn't yeah. want it for it to be deemed that anyone's art was worth more than someone else's, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We wanted it to be very egalitarian in that perspective mm-hmm. um, because everyone at this current time is in the same situation pretty much or like a very similar situation, so we should all be treated similarly. Uh, that's the same reason why we don't have people's names and the titles as well. Um, oh, cool, yeah. Because we just want. I was people- wondering that, yeah. Yeah, we just want everyone to be approached equally. Like we don't want people to be like, oh, that's a blah, blah, blahs. From my experiences working in this industry for a really long time, it's really hard for young artists to, or like, or um, artists who have just began uh, or, you know, early in their career to get a leg up um, mm-hmm. because there is a priority for more established artists. Yeah. Um, and so I think from my personal experiences, I really wanted to make sure that everyone was treated with the same care and respect. Yeah, yeah, and respect. Like, cool. And it didn't matter yeah. whether you, like, you know, you've been doing it for like two years or 20 years. Like, yeah, it's everything. It's your, like, yeah, everyone's art is worth the same. Um, and yeah, that's so I, awesome. I hope that that's, um, that that kind of like ethos is, carries um well I definitely think it I definitely think it has because um you're very transparent in your emails with all the creators and asking them about you know raising prices potentially or just the out uh, layout of even just the page and which artists are like at the top at the moment but obviously it's in no order but I think just being really transparent definitely comes across and you're definitely carrying that ethos through cool. so that's really cool yeah. thank you that's great for sure. <laughs> yeah for sure. we just like, that's like amazing we just like want to be like transparent and have really good communication and we want everyone to feel like respected and looked after um, that's mm-hmm. sort of like our yeah that's what we're really passionate about I guess because it's yeah it's I was talking to um a radio host last night to prepare for like an interview this morning mm. and we were talking um oh my god I just totally lost my train of thought uh, we were talking about how artists, like it, the way that it's treated as a trade is so interesting because if you're a plumber or if you're an electrician or something, you do your four years as an apprentice, you know, and then you get mm-hmm. a certain amount, like then you get paid a certain amount and that's like, you know, you can you feel confident to be able to charge that amount because you've yeah. done your training, whereas with the arts it's like, you could be an apprentice for, you know, however long. Mm. Um, And it's so difficult because societally people don't put value on your work or people consistently undervalue your work. So it's so hard for you to put a price to your work or to value your work. Um, Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's so true. It's like a lot of, especially a lot of like younger artists, which is what I found, like are so uncomfortable even charging for stuff because they don't know what they never get told that they're like 
like they never get told at what point they're worth it, I guess. Or I'm putting my fingers yeah. up like bunny ears, like yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah, never, yeah, like, yeah. But like, okay, now you're worth it. You can you can charge for your work. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. never there's no point. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's so hard for us to feel valued in that sense. Not that money is um the It's not a driving that. point. No. Yeah. Like we but do it's... we do it because we we really love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we need to have money in this world. That's just yeah. Part we need of to be able to survive. To it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, yeah. people artists are so fucking dedicated that they will spend their entire lives working to something, working for something, and not get paid properly for it. Like there's a lot of people mm. who that's their reality. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's so. Um, I can't think of another word other than heroic, but like. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, like dedication and yeah 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 I was thinking <laughs> dedicated yeah dedicated well no no for me like that's like that's the kind of stuff that I inspires me that someone loves what they oh, do yes. yeah. that much yeah that they will do it their entire life for uh like for the reward of doing it not for mm-hmm. a financial reward um mm-hmm. I think like this morning I was crying uh because Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race and mm-hmm. I was mostly crying because I was right. just thinking about how he um, has dedicated his whole life to just trying to get people basic human rights yeah. in his country, like just to get people basic human rights. Um, yeah. And to have someone dedicate themselves so fully to a cause for so long is so admirable. Uh, but then to also admirable. have them, yeah, yeah admirable mm-hmm. um, and inspirational, but then to have them yeah. um, still not respected for something that should be like the most respected thing is just like baffles my mind. I just, I just yeah. cannot, it's even after all these years of following politics pretty um, intensely, I just like, mm. yeah, it, it, it really baffles me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, just kind of going back again to Creamtown and kind of the process of building this, um how did you partner with the printing studio hound and bone true sorry if i just went on like a big tangent then (laughs) no no i love tangents (laughs) can you tell that i've been i've been working since 7 a.m my brain's like (laughs) um no that was super relevant though that was that was really great points though so thank you (laughs) no tangent no thank you (laughs) (laughs) um so Houndabone, I think I can't remember how long I've been working with Houndabone, but for um like maybe like three years or something, maybe four years. Mm-hmm. I don't know, actually. Sorry, I'm just gonna have a quick um I reckon, yeah, it's been probably a while. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, they're just the most gorgeous people and they produce a really good product and they're just they um sort of embody our um ethos as well. Yeah. Just in the sense that uh, they're really communicative, they're really just like sweet and caring. Um and they're really transparent, like all of that kind of stuff we were talking about before. Yeah. And they're just super yeah, easy to work with. It's like working like from this for, as soon as I started working with them, it was like working with friends. Um Yeah, nice. Because you need to enjoy the people that you're working with, I think. I think, uh, mm-hmm. like, you can just tell, you know, like, 
this is a good connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just equally as passionate about what they do. So yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. And they're just lovely people. They're just really lovely people. And they do a really good job. And Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just um, – yeah, so the, and they came on board and they sort of, they offered um, a reduced rate for the prints as well and because um, they would have lost, like, I don't know how much, what percentage they work, but they would have lost a lot of their work because all, like, mm. exhibitions, everything is cut. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we're also supporting their business as well, which would be mm -hmm. struggling enormously, uh, which I know they really appreciate. So Creamtown is rad in that fact that it is supporting many different avenues of people and many different avenues of small business as well yeah yeah that's really cool is there any process to uh featuring artists at all or like it's pretty open there's no like rules quotation marks no i think who you feature do you mean like people that we like people who can sell prints on the side um, yeah, well, just who you feature up on Creamtown's site and who are able to sell their prints, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no. Uh, our sort of, I guess from the start, we were just like anyone who wants to be involved can be involved because I think mm. um, I wouldn't like I'm not going to be like Centrelink and have a vetting process where I ask people to send like records of their bank accounts or anything. I just trust, yeah. trust that people – um, are telling the truth and when I was first contacting people um, I had a lot of people actually say like I'm actually financially fine so um, don't worry about me I don't need to participate which I thought was really mm -hmm. cool people just yeah. being really honest yeah um, so yeah I just people initially I contacted a lot of people and then I stopped because then we just started getting as soon as we launched we started getting inquiries so now we probably get like 10 inquiries a day, I'd say, on average. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and it is, I would say, like 95% Australian. And then mm -hmm. uh, we've had a couple of people contact us from overseas. Like a couple oh, of, uh, we've got like, I think, uh, two from New Zealand, one from Mexico, one from India, one from Germany. I think that's it. I don't mm. remember. Um, so yeah, if people contact us and say like I'm an artist who's lost work, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to anyone. Yeah. Um, which I think is I know for me feels like a cool way of doing it because I'm being exposed to so much art that I would not have been exposed to otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you also feature your grandmother's work, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah, I was um, just there one night. Mum was like, "I'd love to sell." grandma's work on there and just so you can just like just donate it to the artist mm. which I thought I was just like yeah that's a really nice idea it's really cool um what inspires you as a creator what inspires me as a creator Oof, deep question there <laughs> um what inspires me as a creator I am a double Pisces so I am emotional as fuck and I'm also incredibly empathetic <laughs> um, so I am very like I'd say 
uh, I think, I can't remember, I think it's called, uh, there's, a, there's this uh, word, but it's not actually, it's not a real word, it's just like one of those things you feel, like when you look at someone and you realise that they have a life as complex and as meaningful as your own, like that, that's a feeling mm-hmm. that it gives mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That's something right, that yeah. I experience on a day-to-day basis um I constantly just like see other like I see other people or I see things in nature or I see creations and then sort of like imagining the background story to all of that or the meaning to all of that um will constantly fill me with quite a lot of emotion yeah I would say and feeling uh, so that would be my main source of inspiration, I would say. Yeah, cool. Um, and I spent like a lot of uh, time growing up traveling around the world as a kid. Because mm. um, my parents are teacher. My parents teach um, regenerative uh, agricultural design and mm-hmm. living. Yeah. Um. So I think I yeah, it very heavily ingrained in me is the travel bug. Um. And the I, I like constantly seeking for new environments and sorry, constantly seeking new environments. Um, and new experiences. So that's another huge part of how I create work. My work. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, did that um? Did that travel? inspire you to document your your journey and just like your growing up like by um like through photography and and film um well but I come from a family of like filmmakers and photographers and actors and musicians cool. like a, yeah. my mum's one of 12 yeah and wow. all of the siblings play an instrument like that kind of yeah so I started I was in the film industry from six months old. Yeah, wow. Because um, my mum was an actor and I was a child actor. So I've yeah. been making films. Like I think I made my first film when I was 13. Oh, but cool. then before that, my cousins and I were making like films on um, Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. yeah. But my cousin started a, a post-production firm when I think I was about 12 or 13. And so I mm. he mentored me. Um but yeah, we just spent our whole lives creating stuff. Like our whole childhoods, we were cre- uh, yeah, our childhoods we were creating as much as possible. That's so awesome. Um, That's so and, fun. Yeah, as a teenager, I remember everyone would always get really pissed off at me because I take photos of everything all the time. Yeah. Um, I'd be like the the documenter at everything, mm-hmm. but then afterwards they'd always be like can I see the photos like next day they'd be like can I see these photos you took (laughs) and at the time they'd be like Isabella stop taking photos (laughs) so yeah yeah, I think um and my like my parents have just moved like they just sold their property and they we had a shipping container on the property filled with like about 15 years of storage like when we first moved out of our house so like about must be, yeah, 15 years ago we first started mm. travelling full-time. Wow. So my parents sold their house and they packed up, put all our lives into this storage container. Mm. And so my parents have just sold this property and just emptied out this storage container after 15 years. 
Wow. Um, and there are so many photos. Like, so, yeah, I bet. So, so many memories. So many memories. And mum said to me, I think today or yesterday, she was like, yeah, we were really lucky because we had a family documented everything constantly because we were yeah. family photographers, like all of, um, yeah, all of my uncles and aunties and like grandparents and great, like my grandmother, my great grandmother always, she said she always had a camera. She was always taking photos. So I guess yeah. some of it and yeah, genetically it just must be like a hereditary thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh wow that's so special that's amazing it's pretty nice it's nice to be able to go through yeah to have a very good amount of documentation of my life yeah. and many other lives yeah well thank you so much for your time I have a couple of questions yeah um and the first is where did the name Creamtown come from um it's sort of so about eight years ago we were living in a share house in Brunswick and mm. um I think it's sort of like just Kate said saying it like sort of like as like a cream of the crop kind of variation, I guess. Mm, like it'd be yeah. cream. Like it's the yeah. I I can't remember the exact conversation that sparked it, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I think it just came about in that sort of way. And then we just started referring to stuff as cream town. Yeah, cool. Um, and it was just like a funny personal joke that we had with all of our housemates. And then it became like the name of our group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I bought the domain pretty much straight away um, after, like during that time, because I thought mm-hmm. it would be the, a great name for a blog. Um, and yeah, it's um, so it's just been, yeah, it's Super just one of those personal jokes that's now <laughs> become something legitimate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> What is something you would suggest to someone or like a piece of advice you would suggest to someone who uh, may be feeling bored or unproductive in this isolation period? Oof. I don't know because I feel like people should just do whatever makes them happy. Um, I know that there's like a lot of pressure to be like productive during this time and like mm. if that's not what you're vibing, just like don't worry about it, I think. <laughs> like yeah, I think um, there's yeah, importance sorry. of just being still or just yeah. being in your room and just just existing, I guess. And if you want to yeah. spend like the day on the internet, just spend the day on the internet. Or if you just want to spend the day like with your phone off by just reading or just like lying there listening to music or whatever makes you happy, just do whatever makes you happy or whatever makes you feel good. So I know yeah. that everyone's pretty anxious right now and it's a pretty bizarre time to be alive. And to mm-hmm. be existing, so whatever is going to make you feel comfortable and just feel safe, I guess, is just what you should be doing. Um, but personally, I got my record player fixed because that was like one of those things that I'd be like, I'll go get it yeah. fixed, I'll go get it fixed, I'll go get it fixed, and then just always yeah. put it off. So I got that fixed. So, um, so much like, music was, to listen yeah, to. Yeah, listening now. to records um getting our winter garden ready we've set up heaps of oh yeah um, cool. we've got set up heaps of new garden beds as well and just like mulching heaps um I ordered a pole I've been wanting to do pole dancing for ages so I just cool ordered a pole and I also I do um I've been doing aerials for a couple of years like mostly mm-hmm. focusing on aerial silks and so when my mm-hmm. circus like the circus school shut down I ordered silk straight away yeah um and so now my partner 
I set up like a rig in the back our backyard so I can hang my silks from there. And so that's uh, once that that's been stabilized, um, I will just be doing that as well. Oh, but, amazing! Yeah, but gardening and gardening and reading and music, I always find like pretty wholesome activities that make you feel pretty good. They definitely, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to start an online store, maybe similar to yours, or just start something online. What would you suggest? What's one piece of advice if someone's never done this before? Um, sort your spreadsheets out before, like straight away. <laughs> like just get, your, get the spreadsheets sorted and then just have everything yeah. organised. Yeah. Because um, like sort of figuring out how to be organised while you're actually doing it is like a bit of, yeah, it's a bit all over the place. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, get it. And I actually got this email from... Oh, this was like one of the most bizarre things that's happened in the last like three weeks. I got this email from this person in the UK who has like a really large, I don't know, like an Instagram with like like 400,000 followers or something like that. Mm, yeah. Um, And they had just launched a print shop and they yeah. sent me an email and they were like, how, um, we just like, we're, how are you selling so many prints? Like, how are you marketing it? Hmm. To like to be able to to have everyone sharing it so much and selling prints like so many prints we have like none of our artists are sharing it none of yeah um our prints are selling and I was just like what this is such a weird email to get because we'd been mm. open for like a week and we were just figuring it out we we're just like yeah we're figuring this out as we go along kind of yeah. um I just said to them to that we were very much treating this as a community initiative. And that was what was really important to us to feel like we were like, you know, that everyone's voices were heard and that everyone's ideas were being recognised and that we were all like there was a very sort of um, communal democratic feel to mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. um, I think by tr- treating people with that kind of respect and yeah. Like the like the gratitude that we have for our artists, for the artists that are involved with Greetown as well, I think that makes a big difference as to how people choose to interact with whatever it is that you're starting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're just like we know too much now sure. to just not be nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's really easy. Sure. Just be nice. <laughs> yeah, just it's not too hard. It's, it's actually pretty hard. easy. It's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where can people find you? So they can go to www.cream, as in C-R-E-A-M, dot town, T-O-W-N, cream town. Um, we are now, I guess because we've achieved some sort of popularity, we're now mm-hmm. um, like the first on Google when you search cream town rather than the oh, ice cream. Oh, amazing. There used to be an ice cream shop that was first, so now it's yeah. us which is great. Oh, so yeah, if, you, if you just Google us, we're, we're there. <laughs> yeah. Google it's, very, it's very exciting. I was super excited about that. <laughs> That's really cool. Maybe you yeah. should tee up with the ice cream people and see if yeah, yeah. ice cream. We actually say um, a friend of ours, Dan Kelly, um, has a song called Creme de la Creme and we were just mm-hmm. talking with like one of our local radio presenters. We are like, we should actually make that into our jingle as well. Yeah. Like, like de la creme, de la creme, de la creme. Um, that would be really, if we make a video, we can use that as our jingle. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's but, so uh, awesome. Also, yeah, our Instagram is cream.town and 
because someone took cream town i don't know who it was but if mm. you're listening i would really appreciate it if you just gave it to us <laughs> yeah and uh we're on facebook we're on twitter not that we've got any followers but we're on twitter <laughs> go check them out and we've also got a fundraiser on facebook so you can donate via the website if like for people who say want to donate money to go toward all the artists or people who don't can't afford to buy a print but want to put in some cash mm-hmm. um you can donate by the website or you can donate via our facebook fundraiser as well um and then that money will be distributed evenly between all the artists when it finishes at the end of may i think i said the finished date Unless we have like a Celeste Barber effect and we just like raise like eight million dollars and we just keep on going for like <laughs> You should try reach out to her and just I have. Like, I emailed oh, her publicist. Yes. Yeah. I'm like yes. Celeste. Yes. Put the Celeste uh, Barber effect on Cream Town, please. <laughs> yes, please. Uh well thank you so much for thank your time. You. Thank you for sharing this story. Everyone go check them out, Cream Town. Um yeah. check out Ramon's beautiful prints. Thank you. <laughs> when I have some cash, I'm gonna buy your Venice one. I just love that print so much. People have been loving that. Well, thank oh, you. Oh, it's so gorgeous. The colors are just like my little brother was like, "Is that Venice?" And I was like, "Like," and I was like, "Yeah." How did you know that? And he's like, "I know that skate park." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Thank you. Definitely thank go you. check them out. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye bye. See ya. By the way, if you are new here or a veteran listener or anywhere in between, we launched a website a few weeks ago, themodernyouth.org. You can find us there. You can find episodes there. But most importantly, you can find our stickers there. They're only 50 cents. They're really high quality. They're great. And you should totally get one because I ship them out personally and I leave a cheeky little gift inside as well. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Thomas for creating the music. You can find him at sidcom.co. That's S-Y-D-C-O-M.co. And my Tomiaga for designing the social media content. You can find her at my.tomiaga on Instagram. If you enjoyed this week's story, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So share them at TMY Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks for listening.